Well, praise the Lord. It's so wonderful to be in his house today. If you have your Bibles, please turn to the ninth chapter of the book of Isaiah. Isaiah 9, verses 6 and 7. For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given. And the government will be upon his shoulder, and his name will be called Wonderful, Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. And of the increase of his government and peace, there will be no end. Upon the throne of David and over his kingdom, to order it and establish it with judgment and justice from that time forward, even forever. The zeal of the Lord of hosts will perform this. A desperate need in the earth, desperate times. And desperate times call for desperate measures. A prophetic word spoken by the prophet that a child would be born into the earth, a child like no other, with a name like no other. A miraculous happening that the zeal of the Lord of hosts would perform. Humanity needed a Savior. Humanity still needs a Savior. We read in the beginning pages of the book of Genesis of the fall of humanity. How man and woman, deceived by the devil, took of the forbidden and partook of it. Sin, rebellion, disobedience, and the ensuing separation from a holy God. A perfect world would know the wages of sin. Fallen humanity and a fallen world. Consequences and effects and immediate and unfolding reality. There was a prophetic promise delivered at that time a prophetic word spoken by God himself. Genesis 3, verses 14 and 15. So the Lord God said to the serpent, Because you have done this, you are cursed more than all cattle and more than every beast of the field. On your belly you shall go, and you shall eat dust all the days of your life. And I will put enmity between you and the woman, 
Between your seed and her seed, he shall bruise your head, and you shall bruise his heel. It was the promise of a Savior, one that would come to ransom humanity, one that would live to rescue humanity, one that would die to reconcile humanity to God. One that would crush the serpent's head. The Amplified Bible reads, He shall fatally bruise your head, but you shall only bruise his heel. The Living Bible, you will strike his heel, but he will crush your head. And now here lies humanity. And all of creation hanging on a promise, clinging to a promise, waiting and pining for a promise to be fulfilled. How long? How long must we sing this song? Long lay the world. And sin and error pining. There is much history on the pages of the Bible. Many years, decades, centuries. Thank God He didn't forget us. Thank God He didn't forsake us. Thank God He gave us a promise, the promise of a coming Savior. Thank God He set the promise in the mouth of the prophet. Isaiah 7, 14, Therefore the Lord Himself shall give you a sign. Behold, a virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and shall call His name Emmanuel. Those who have ears to hear and eyes, eyes see. For even there in the scene of the nativity, signs. For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given. This child. This Son, the very Son of God, God Himself, the Lord Himself gave us a sign, gave humanity a sign. God with us, God in flesh, Jesus the Christ. Fallen humanity and a fallen world, it remains the same today. One hope, Emmanuel, Jesus Christ. The time had come and the long wait was about to be over. Matthew chapter 1, beginning at verse 18. Now the birth of Jesus Christ was as follows. 
After his mother Mary was betrothed to Joseph before they came together, she was found with child of the Holy Spirit. Then Joseph, her husband, being a just man and not wanting to make a public example of her, was minded to put her away secretly. But while he thought about these things, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream, saying, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take to you Mary, your wife. For that which is conceived in her is of the Holy Spirit. And she will bring forth a son, and you shall call his name Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. So all this was done, that it might be fulfilled which was spoken by the Lord through the prophet, saying, Behold, the virgin shall be with child and bear a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which is translated, God with us. Then Joseph, being aroused from sleep, did as the angel of the Lord commanded him, and took to him his wife, and did not know her till she had brought forth her firstborn son, and he called his name Jesus. Love incarnate, love divine, hope incarnate, hope divine. And the night came when the Son of God, Jesus Christ, Emmanuel, was born into our world, born into the earth. Luke chapter 2, beginning at verse 1, And it came to pass in those days that a decree went out from Caesar Augustus that all the world should be registered. This census first took place while Quirinius was governing Syria. So all went to be registered, every one to his own city. Joseph also went up from Galilee, out of the city of Nazareth into Judea, to the city of David, which is called Bethlehem, because he was of the house and lineage of David, to be registered with Mary, his betrothed wife, who was with child. So it was that while they were there, the days were completed for her to be delivered. And she brought forth her firstborn son and wrapped him in swaddling cloths and laid him in a manger because there was no room for them in the inn. Now there were in the same country shepherds living out in the fields, keeping watch over their flock by night. And behold, an angel of the Lord stood before them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were greatly afraid. Then the angel said to them, Do not be afraid. For behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which will be to all people. For there is born to you this day in the city of David a Savior, who is Christ the Lord. And this will be the sign to you, you will find a babe wrapped in swaddling cloths, lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly hosts praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace, goodwill toward men. So it was, 
when the angels had gone away from them into heaven, that the shepherds said to one another, Let us now go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has come to pass, which the Lord has made known to us. And they came with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the babe lying in a manger. Now when they had seen him, they made widely known the saying which was told them concerning this child. And all those who heard it marveled at those things which were told them by the shepherds. But Mary kept all these things and pondered them in her heart. Then the shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all the things that they had heard and seen as it was told them. The Savior of the world, lying in a manger, he came in such a humble manner to think that the divine would set aside the privileges of deity that the King, the King of kings and the Lord of lords would leave his throne for us, for you. He did it all for you, for us, taking upon himself the Father's rescue mission John 1.14, and the Word was made flesh and dwelt among us, and we beheld His glory. The glory is of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. The J.B. Phillips New Testament. So the Word of God became a human being and lived among us. We saw His splendor. The splendor is of a father's only son, full of grace and truth. And it was about him that John stood up and testified, exclaiming, Here is the one I was speaking about when I said that although he would come after me, he would always be in front of me. For he existed before I was born. Indeed, every one of us has shared in his riches. There is a grace in our lives because of His grace. For while the law was given by Moses, love and truth came through Jesus Christ. It is true that no one has ever seen God at any time. Yet the divine and only Son who lives in the closest intimacy with the Father has made Him known. There is nothing that the zeal of the Lord of hosts cannot perform. A child born, a travailing for the salvation and redemption of humanity, a son given, the perfect sinless Son of God, the government of eternity on His shoulders. And what a name. And all that defines it, his government, ever on the increase, now on the increase, and there shall be no end. Our only hope was Emmanuel, God with us.
and our only hope is Emmanuel, God with us. You see, he lived to show us how to live. He lived to show us the image of God, the visible image of the invisible God. He lived in such a manner as to not defile himself. That he might remain that perfect sacrificial lamb. Jesus Christ. Emmanuel. God with us. Born to save us. Born to raise us. Born to heal us. Born to lead us. 33 years among us. He lived to die. His holy blood shed for humanity. He lived to die that we might have life, abundant life, everlasting life, set free from the power of sin and death by the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Emmanuel. If you know him, if he's your Lord and Savior, then I say to you today, Merry Christmas, reconciled unto God. Recipients of the greatest gift of all. Salvation through Jesus Christ, no greater gift has ever been given, will ever be given. For God so loved the world, He wrapped up Jesus. What joy has filled our hearts. The mark of Emmanuel upon us. And though we remain in this world for now, this world is not our home. And though the age of the fallen must play out until the second coming of Jesus Christ, the forever claim of the fall upon us has been forever broken. The earth had a long time, a long season of silence, waiting, a long preparation, and then a preparing of the way. John 1, beginning of verse 19, now this is the testimony of John. When the Jews sent priests and Levites from Jerusalem to ask him, Who are you? He confessed and did not deny, but confessed, I am not the Christ. And they asked him, What then? Are you Elijah? He said, I am not. Are you the prophet? And he answered, No. Then they said to him, Who are you that we may give an answer to those who sent us? What do you say about yourself? He said, I am the voice of one crying in the wilderness. 
Make straight the way of the Lord. The voice of one crying in the wilderness. The wilderness world. Make straight the path of the Lord, as the prophet Isaiah said. Now those who were sent were from the Pharisees, and they asked him, saying, Why then do you baptize if you are not the Christ, nor Elijah, nor the prophet? John answered them, saying, I baptize with water, but there stands one among you whom you do not know. It is he who coming after me is preferred before me, whose sandal strap I am not worthy to loose. These things were done in Bethabara beyond the Jordan where John was baptizing. The next day, John saw Jesus coming toward him and said, Behold the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. Jesus Emmanuel, the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. For those of us who have had our hearts stolen by Him, we never tire of the message. We never tire of hearing the history, the message of the gospel. What a wonder! Jesus, Emmanuel, God with us, God in flesh. But he came to save a wretch like me. Shepherds, the Bible says they came with haste and found Mary and Joseph and Emmanuel lying in the manger. And when they had seen him, they made widely known the saying which was told them concerning this child. I would challenge all of us and charge all of us today, let us move in like manner. Make widely known the saying. Share the good news. Draw people's attention to the sign, to the signs given. By God Himself. Even there in the nativity scene. Signs. Shepherds glorifying and praising God. For all the things they had heard and seen. And what of the wise men? Matthew chapter 2, beginning of verse 1. Now after Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea in the days of Herod the king, behold, wise men from the east came to Jerusalem, saying, Where is he who has been born king of the Jews? For we have seen his star in the east and have come to worship him. When Herod the king heard this, he was troubled. And all Jerusalem with him. And when he had gathered all the chief priests and scribes of the people together, he inquired of them where the Christ was to be born. So they said to him, In Bethlehem of Judea, 
For thus it is written by the prophet, But you, Bethlehem, in the land of Judea, of Judah, are not the least among the rulers of Judah. For out of you shall come a ruler who will shepherd my people Israel. Then Herod, when he had secretly called the wise men, determined from them what time the star appeared. And he sent them to Bethlehem and said, Go and search carefully for the young child. And when you have found him, bring back word to me that I may come and worship him also. That was not his plan. When they heard the king, they departed, and behold, the star which they had seen in the east went before them till it came and stood over where the young child was. When they saw the star, they rejoiced with exceedingly great joy. And when they had come into the house, they saw the young child with Mary his mother and fell down and worshipped him. And when they had opened their treasures, they presented gifts to him, gold, frankincense, and myrrh. Then being divinely warned in a dream that they should not return to Herod, they departed for their own country another way. These wise men beheld the Lamb of God that day, entrusted into human hands, born as a helpless child, a child in need of love and care. And the Bible says that they fell down and worshipped Him. A fitting posture. The King of all before them as an infant. And they opened up their treasures, presenting to Him gold, frankincense, and myrrh. Gold. A fitting gift for this king represents the deity of Christ, the divine nature. Frankincense, worship, praise, the incense, and myrrh. Very pleasant fragrance, but bitter to the taste, representing the sufferings of Christ. I wonder, any gold in the house today? Any frankincense? Any myrrh? Fitting gifts. These treasures for Jesus, Emmanuel. God with us. That was the plan. And the plan is God with you. That you might know God with me. God in me. God for me. Emmanuel, what a wonder. There are those that receive him. There are those that reject him. 
There are those that humbly receive the gift, the gift of Jesus Christ. The gift of God's love. And there are those that reject it. Push back as God Almighty extends the greatest gift of all to them. It's ignorance. It's pride. It's foolishness. It's insanity. You know, it's the one gift you can't live without. Like, I mean, live in eternity. When this life passes, when the fleeting moments of this life bleed out, you need the gift. You need Jesus. We all need Jesus. Rise every day and thank God for the gift. The mark of Jesus Emmanuel upon us. I share these words today, the words of Charles Spurgeon. He shared these words on a Christmas Eve. Emmanuel, it is wisdom's mystery, God with us. Sages look at it and wonder. Angels desire to see it. The plumb line of reason cannot reach halfway into its depths. The eagle wing of science cannot fly so high. And the piercing eye of the vulture of research cannot see it. God with us. It is hell's terror. Satan trembles at the sound of it. His legions fly apace. The black-winged dragon of the pit quails before it. Let him come to you. Let him come to you suddenly. And do you but whisper that word, God with us. Back he falls, confounded and confused. Satan trembles when he hears that name, God, with us. It is the laborer's strength. How could he preach the gospel? How could he bend his knees in prayer? How could the missionary go into foreign lands? How could the martyr stand at the stake? How could the confessor own his master? How could men labor? If that one word were taken away, God with us. Tis the sufferer's comfort. Tis the balm of his woe. Tis the alleviation of his misery. Tis the sleep which God giveth to his beloved. Tis their rest after exertion and toil. Ah. And to finish God with us. Tis eternity's sonnet. Heaven's hallelujah, the shout of the glorified, the song of the redeemed, the chorus of angels, the everlasting oratorio of the great orchestra of the sky. God with us. 
Hail thou, Emmanuel, all divine, in thee thy Father's glory shine. Thou brightest, sweetest, fairest one that eyes have seen or angels known. Now a happy Christmas to you all, and it will be a happy Christmas if you have God with you. I shall say nothing today against festivities on this great birthday of Christ. I hold that perhaps it is not right to have the birthday celebrated, but we will never be amongst those who think it as much a duty to celebrate it the wrong way as others the right. But we will tomorrow think of Christ's birthday. We shall be obliged to do it. I am sure, however sturdily, we may hold to our rough Puritanism. And so let us keep the feast, not with old leaven, neither with the leaven of malice and wickedness, but with the unleavened bread of sincerity and truth. Do not feast as if you wish to keep the festival of Bacchus. Do not live tomorrow as if you adored some heathen divinity. Feast, Christians, feast. You have the right to. Go to the house of feasting tomorrow. Celebrate your Savior's birth. Do not be ashamed to be glad. You have the right to be happy. Solomon says, go thy way. Eat thy bread with joy and drink thy wine with a merry heart. For God now accepteth thy works. Let thy garments always be white. And let thy head lack no ointment. Recollect that your master ate butter and honey. Go your way. Rejoice tomorrow, but in your feasting, think of the man in Bethlehem. Let him have a place in your heart. Give him the glory. Think of the virgin who conceived him, but think most of all of the man born, the child given. I finish by again saying a happy Christmas to you all. Let's have the worship team return today. He's with us now in his house. He's with us now. No, not in flesh among us, and yet does he not dwell in us? these flesh frames. Emmanuel, God with us. He is with us. His presence among us, we can testify that He walks with us, talks with us, lives in us, and lives with us. Emmanuel, God with us in our nature, in our sorrow, in our life work in our punishment, in our grave, and now with us, or rather we with Him in resurrection, ascension, triumph, and second advent splendor. Praise Emmanuel that our world no longer lays in sin and error pining. Praise Him for His appearing, that He appeared let your soul feel its worth today. Does your soul 
know its worth? This day, this Christmas, what thrill of hope. Jesus, Emmanuel, he teaches us to love one another. His law is love. His gospel's peace. He will continue to break chains for the slave is our brother. And in his name, oppression shall cease. Sweet hymns of joy and grateful chorus raise. We let all within us praise his holy name. Does your soul know its worth? Does your soul know its worth? That the author of it all, the King of kings, the Lord of lords, died for your soul. Paid for your sins. A debt you could never pay has actually already been paid. It's not waiting to be paid. It's already been paid. But you have to receive the gift. And yeah, it'll cost you your life. But you'll live the greatest life. A free life. Set free from the power of sin and death. You'll know real purpose and real hope. Jesus Christ declared, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. We can try and convince ourselves. We can gather those around us who will try and tame the conscience, the God conscience within us. The reality is, outside of Jesus Christ, we're dead men walking. And the day will come, we will perish. And we will find ourselves in hell. Why this message on Christmas Eve? No greater message could be preached. We need Jesus. You can receive forgiveness of your sins today. You can receive from Father God the greatest gift. I don't know what gift you're waiting for. Did you make a list this year? Well, maybe this gift wasn't on your list. I'm telling you, it trumps everything on your list. If you don't know him as your personal Lord and Savior, your world has laid in sin and error pining long enough. You can have 
the greatest gift of all today. There he lays, once in a manger, once in a tomb. We thank Jesus for his blood that was shed on the cross. But you know that blood flowed in the veins of that child. The sign given. And so many, Christmas comes, they celebrate. But they have no idea what it's really about. They try and change the terminology and say happy holidays instead. And I reply, Merry Christmas. Even those that are lost, they like the scene of the nativity. It's cute. Neighbors that don't know Jesus and they put a nativity scene on their lawn. As they're setting it up, God has given them a sign. But the God of this world has blinded their eyes. For those who have ears to hear today, our only hope and the only hope for all of humanity and for this planet, the hope is Jesus. Not a form of religion, not politics, not science. Not education, they're all important, that's fine. We need Jesus. We need Jesus. Let's stand in the house today. Open up your heart to him if you don't know him. If you'd like prayer for anything this morning, please slip out of your seat. These closing moments make your way to the front. Prayer team would love to pray with you. If you'd like a Bible today, you can make your way to the front. We'd like to give you one. You can just take that and make it your own or receive one as you exit the doors today. Church, let's just take a few moments. Just thank him for the gift of salvation. That's why we're here today. And that's what we Christians celebrate. Thank you, Lord, for your gift. Thank you, Jesus. Just begin to pour out your heart. Lift your own voice. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord.